Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Ramsey! Marshall, we here we are at the end of our platonic series. A couple of platonic friends having a platonic conversation. I wish platonic. I knew what platonic meant. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I think we're here to talk about the eighth universal leadership quality. Indeed we are. Um, can I read you a short quote from my translation of Plato's Republic? Will That'd there be, okay. be cookies and milk? <laughs> They're doubtful. Very doubtful. All right. I'll Virtually, anyway. just some internet cookies. Thanks. Or as the British call them, internet biscuits. <laughs> Little joke there. Sorry. Anyway, uh, I, let, let me just remind people that, you know, the whole point here is, is we're going through in, in Plato's Republic. He has Socrates uh, talking about um, how you're going to educate these philosophers that are going to be the kings that are going to rule this fictitious republic where we're, it's all fictitious. It's just a laboratory to investigate what really is morality and, and what's goodness and, um, you know, is, is a just person happier. And so he gives us this list towards, towards the end of the book, I guess you could say, and um, eight things that these philosopher kings are going to have to be. And I just want to remind you the last one talked about how um, they need to enjoy all kinds of work. And I don't think I, I said this quote, but uh, he, he mentioned that um, you have to not be hamstrung in your enjoyment of work, you know, half out, half in on enjoying that work, whether it's physical or mental, you got to be all in on, on that work. And so this last one really just is sort of the capstone on all of these different things we've talked about. And he kind of takes that, that hamstrung motion a little further uh, he says, uh, we'll call a mind handicapped in the context of truth if while loathing conscious lying uh, in that it not only finds it hard to stomach from itself, but also gets highly irritated when others do it, it happily puts up with unconscious lying and doesn't get irritated when its ignorance is exposed, but wallows in ignorance as cheerfully as any pig. And then he goes on to say, um, the same goes for self-control, courage, broadness of vision, all the other aspects of virtue. Um, it's important to distinguish men of true pedigree from bastards in all these contexts. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, so basically these, you know, these, these crippled bastards, these, these hamstrung people that are half in, half out on enjoyment of work, it also goes along with literally everything else we've talked about. You know, courage was one of the first uh, you know, leadership qualities we talked about. And here he is saying that you can't be a bastard about courage. You've got to be all in on lying. You've got to be not just, uh, you know, loathing lying that you're conscious about, but even the unconscious lying where you're, maybe you're lying to yourself, you're, you know, throwing up some defensive thing, or you're tolerating some vanity in yourself, um, or in others. Um, that that just is going to make this whole thing fall apart like a house of cards. So so that's the last one is is basically to um, to be of true pedigree. Don't be a bastard about any of these things that we're studying. I'm just going to say bastard as much as I possibly can for emphasis. Well, now we've got to put a PG-13 rating on our video. <laughs> so when you when you say that, what I hear is is inauthentic. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, your actions and deeds are not aligned. 
Right. Uh, the uh, their actions and words are not aligned. I, I you know, and the 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 lack of alignment creates questions in the minds of those you are trying to lead, and therefore they don't fully engage with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you and I have talked about on this podcast, I think a couple times, uh, the, the classic leadership text, uh, leadership and self-deception, mm -hmm. getting out of the box. And um, it's such a cool book because it doesn't have an author, right? It's the, uh, I can't remember the name of the institute that came up with it, but they they just refuse to put an author to the book. So there's there's no ego involved here. It's just, you know, this company came out with this book. And um, one of the things that they say is that, you know, human beings can always detect hypocrisy. And mm -hmm. so, so if we stick with just that being handicapped in, in the truth, um, you know, gosh, you know, it's, it's, it's so quick for people to see through the actions to our true intentions, even if we're, even if it's a little bit unconscious to us that those are our intentions, you know, to, to be defensive and to, to put up a good front when we really don't know what we're talking about or, or something like that. There, there's a, a Bible verse from Jeremiah, uh, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? And uh, I, I love that quote because it sort of leaves it open. Like, can you even understand your own heart? I would argue no. You know, there there are things about myself that I am just really wrong about, <laughs> and and the more I can be honest about that, the more quickly I'm able to, you know, have success, be a good leader, be authentic enough with people that they follow. Uh, you know, all the things that we kind of talk about in this podcast. Oh yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking, yeah, I I I. I can't hear what you're saying because your word, your deeds are too loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your actions are so loud. I can't hear what you're saying. Right. And, and so that drowns it out. So, so, and we see this all the time and you, you see it organizationally, right? The organization espouses a, a vision statement or a mission statement and they, they're, they're going to be family friendly and customer oriented and, and then they demonstrate it. Right. So, so the, the no greater example in this modern day and age than you're, you've been on hold for an hour with some company and the recording says, your call's important to us. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. If it was important, somebody would be talking to me. I wouldn't be out listening to your terrible hold music. Right. So, right. so yeah, we, yeah, that inauthentic, uh, yeah, lack of alignment with what you say and do. Uh, it, it just it just comes through and 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 people are you know I, I always tell my leaders everyone is always watching you you're yes. on stage all the time as a leader there's yes. never a moment where they're not paying attention right. and what they're and, looking for is that alignment or that lack of alignment right and 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 they're and they're such little decisions i mean that that's what's so um you know that's what's so surprising about leadership is, you know, it's not this big heroic moment where you decide to do something courageous and, and big picture and visionary. It's like, um, did they see you pick up the trash on the lot this morning before you walked in? You know, I, I've been in meetings where um, I, I feel like I've done some of my best work when I have looked at a management team and just, I can just tell that what I'm trying to facilitate is not working. And, and obviously I've screwed up in some way, you know, or, or there's something I'm missing or, 
And, and I could, you know, there's a couple choices. A younger me probably would have just saved face and just tried to, you know, push through to the end of the meeting and say, all right, thank everybody for your time. And let's, uh, let's have a good day. The better me says timeout. I, I don't think anything I'm saying right now is really connecting with you guys. I, I, I feel like I'm probably missing something and just being transparent with you. I don't, I don't know what's going on. That's not working right now. And when I do that, you know, I've just been vulnerable. Now they have permission to be vulnerable and somebody will eventually raise their hand and say, yeah, Mark, you know, actually here's what's really important for us, or here's what happened yesterday that you don't know about or whatever it is. I didn't know, you know? Um, but, but it's that moment of, you know, that was a small choice, right? Like I'm about to look silly in this meeting possibly, but I can tell that what I'm doing, I can either fake it to the end or I could get real with them right now and say, I don't know what's going on, but I can tell that my stuff isn't working. That's a decision in the moment. Um, and that's what builds my credibility with them ultimately. Oh yeah. Yeah. We know, you know, the, the people that you're leading don't expect you to be infallible. Right. Right. They know you will make mistakes. The question is, what do you, how do you react once you make that mistake? That, that's right. That's and right. I think that that's the that's the the key, you know, that the gives them insight into your character. Yeah. And, and yeah, I've done the same thing. I'll ask what I think is a brilliantly crafted question. <laughs> and they all sit there and at some point they they give you the tilted dog head. Like, <laughs> you know, and, and then, yeah, you always, you know, instead of assuming that the audience is not bright, I always figure okay this must be me it has oh, to be so, me yeah 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 just saying that question didn't make any sense did it? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like no we don't know what you're asking in that question like okay <laughs> let's talk it out and figure out okay what what is the discussion we're trying to get to and 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 you're exactly right they appreciate that right just that admission that right. okay that didn't work let's, and, and let's figure out what it is so so the leadership and self-deception book um goes right along with that because it has a section where it talks about you know the the symptoms of you know they call it being in the box you know that that you sort of build this little protective shell for yourself to not have to deal with the reality of the fact that you just made a bad choice a bad decision you went against your values whatever it is and um and they say you, you exaggerate you exaggerate other people's faults you know they're stupid they don't get you know gosh they're just so behind they don't understand the greatness that i'm throwing out or you exaggerate your own virtue, you know, I, I'm probably above them, uh, you know, really, I, you know, I, I probably am just over their heads. No, uh, as a facilitator, as a coach, you didn't connect with them, you know, some, something's off there, you know, it's your job, you're, you're aware of it. So you're the one that has the responsibility to go try to do something about it, even if it makes you feel silly or stupid. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, well, I a, heard the, that's a big I heard, deal. I heard the same thing from a veteran comedian, right, very successful comedian, and he said, you know, the young comedian came off stage and it, you know, it hadn't gone well. And, and the young comedian says, yeah, that audience, you know, they're just not sophisticated enough for my material. <laughs> and the veteran guy's like, no, no, you stank. <laughs> you, 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 your stuff is crap. <laughs> it's like, wow, man, that's just not the way I was seeing it. But, but yeah, but you, I think that's how he became a veteran successful comedian, just saying, hey, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's on yeah. me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's on me. It's not. It's not them. Uh, you know, I need to to modify. You know, how I deliver it, when I deliver it. Whatever. There's there's changes to be made here in order right. to get engagement and, and to for it to resonate. Right.
Um, could I share some things from the book that uh, sort of speak to, you know, how you can go about addressing being half in, half out on leadership? Uh, uh, excuse me, half in, half out on, on deception. Let me try that a third time. This is perfect, Mike, that I have screwed up a sentence twice on a podcast where we're talking about being real. Mike, could I have another go at that sentence? Could I try that again? Please, please do. And know that as you work on this third attempt, I am very supportive. <laughs> That's so great. That's just perfect. Um, what I was going to say is uh, the book, Leadership and Self-Deception, has some ideas about how you go about addressing the self-deception issue, um, how you sort of stay out of the box and keep yourself from getting defensive about, you know, whatever it is you're defensive on. Um, so it's a, it's a four short things here. Um, first off, you know, you're going to step into the box. You're, you're going to do that self-deception moment again. And so instead of just like trying to get it perfect, just apologize and move on and approve for the next time. So, so, you know, just, just focus on the improvement, not perfection, just apologize and move on. Um, another thing is to not preach it, but practice it. Don't worry about the fact that you discovered this great book about leadership and self-deception and go tell everybody about it. Just start doing it, you know, like just start actually living it out and not being a bastard, right? You know, be, be a full pedigree, practice being a full pedigree in the moment instead of telling everybody about how you're going to do that. Um, don't focus on other people's boxes, kind of a related thought. You know, it's, it's not about their self-deception. You work on you. And, and the final one is, um, you know, it's, it, this is just kind of like a thing for life. It's kind of a crazy thought. Uh, focus on what you can do for others. Mm -hmm. There you go, right? Like, let's focus on other people and, and serving them instead of, you know, what they're doing wrong or what they're not doing and, and could be doing and um, the things you need them to do for your organization. Uh, you know, what I, I just need them to, to do their job. Well, yes, but how can you serve? What, what can you do for them? If you put the focus there, um, it, this, this whole process becomes much easier. Oh, definitely. No, a great example. I had a, a, a sales leader. He had a sales meeting and he always wants to leave it positive. And, and uh, the meeting wrapped up with him just telling everybody how bad they, they weren't, they were doing and what they were mm -hmm. doing wrong. And, and then he kind of sent them out. Right. And he's sitting there and, he looks at me and before I could say anything, he goes, I know. And so he picks up the phone and he, and he pages sales meeting in the conference room now. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know, and all the salespeople are coming back thinking they're coming back for round two. <laughs> Beating <of the> number <laughs> two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beating number two is being served in the conference room. So, you know, and he just stood there and he said, listen, that didn't go anything like I planned it. It didn't go anything like I thought it should. And then to your point, it in no way, shape or form allowed you to leave here better prepared to be successful today. Mm. And so I own that. And for that, I apologize. So let's talk about what we could do here and how it could be better mm. and, and sent the team off with a whole different attitude. Wow. And and you could say it was self-serving, right? He knew that the team he had sent out was about to have a really bad day. Mm -hmm. Production was going to be low, yeah. uh, but he also was disappointed in his personal performance as a leader. Yeah. And, and this was not how he wanted to be, how he wanted to lead. And, and it wasn't, 
it wasn't the most effective way to lead. So right there on the spot. Wow. Just, just fixed it. Did, did that uh, change the dynamic with his team? I, I don't know if he had ever done this before with them um, where they had seen him be vulnerable like that, but did this change things? It, it is, it has been an evolution. So there was uh, a, definitely a point where they'd seen that he would have never done that. Yeah. He may have even, you know, gloated that, ah, <laughs> look at the blood trail Right. <laughs> after my meeting, <laughs> you know, I bet Spun some of him them, out. I bet some of them actually go to their cars and leave. <laughs> so, so yeah. And, and, you know, to the evolution of, of, yeah, you started to see this development of the leader. And then the interesting thing is then you saw people leaning in even more, mm. right? They became more engaged with him as he, as he developed, you know, and, said, and they would say, you know, the, the old version of this, this leader would never have done that. Right. This is cool to see the, right. the evolution, which I think, you know, there again, you're role modeling that we can all change Yeah, that in this crazy, hectic you know, world of change that, that, you know, I have to evolve and probably so do you, it, no matter what level of the organization you're working in. So uh, my mom has always talked about an elementary school teacher she had growing up, Mrs. Hammock, and uh, Mrs. Hammock would say, little eyes are upon you. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's really related to what you said earlier about, you know, they're always watching, they're always watching. Um, and, and, you know, like they were watching that very public moment and, and they'll be watching the very, you know, non-public moments that they see. You had an example, uh, you had shared with me, uh, recently about, um, one of, one of your clients checking in on you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've got this client. I've worked with them for 10 years. Yeah. And it's interesting because they're, you know, an hour and a half away. So we, we never see each other socially. We're never at the yeah. same grocery store, never at the same church. Right. You know, we just, you know, so they only see me in the work setting. Right. And so I had a family member drove up there uh, to purchase a vehicle. The, the, the owner of the business invited the family member into his office, you know, <laughs> just, you know, thanking them for their business. And then he closes the door. And he leans in and he goes, okay, what's Mike really like? <laughs> you can tell me, you know, you know, just, just wanting to know, right. Is this, is this person who shows up there you right. know, for 10 years in their private life, their family life or whatever, are they the same person, right? Looking right. for that alignment, that, that, that authenticity. Right. And uh, yeah, I have to give my family member credit, right. They said, oh no. Mike is Mike. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you get. You know, it's just it's like that all the time, everywhere. Uh, you know, and so yeah, he felt pretty good about that. Funny thing is, he's never mentioned that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but I find that just funny, right? So even somebody's yeah. going forever, right? They still want to know, right? Like you right. said, the, the eyes are upon you, right? Is is right. there alignment? Is there authenticity? Uh, you know, do their deeds match their words? Yeah, I, I, uh, this, this is going to be my uh, ridiculous version of what you just said. I, I just, uh, I don't know, 10 or so years ago, I said, you know what, if I'm going to be on social media, I just want to be me. Some of my Sunday school teenage kids are friends with me. Some of my clients are friends with me, family members, friends with me. I don't want to be different to any of these audiences. So I'm just going to play it straight the way I pretty much am. 
and um, I'm I'm probably about five degrees to the left of goofy in real life more than I am on social media, which is going to come as maybe a shock to some people, but I just sort of let it roll, right? Well, a couple weeks ago, a friend from college dug up some pictures of me doing a, I don't know how to describe this, Mike, but it was a synchronized dance with another man. Um, it involved me riding him like a bull and several other, you know, and they're, they're just all these snapshots of these various we, it was a joke that got out of hand and then people started asking for it when we'd go to parties and there are a lot of pictures. There are also a couple of videos, which by the grace of God have not shown up on YouTube, but um, I have all these pictures now that I'm tagged in. And so, you know, there's a part of me that's like, oh boy, what do I do here? And then I was like, let it ride. That, that was me. That really happened. Guess what? Every one of my clients has wanted to talk about for the last, you know, couple of weeks. Hey, I saw the pictures of you. That was a riot. <laughs> you know, it's, and, and it's like now, now they know more about the real Mark, right? Mm-hmm. And they're happy to know more about the real Mark, right? I mean, I guess it would be different if I had like, you know, pictures of me with Nazi paraphernalia, but it's just, you know, it's me. It's just me. Oh, so yeah. Turns out people like authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we've all done silly stuff in our youth. Right. And and don't think that your pun, I let it ride, snuck <laughs> past me. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it didn't. And if there was ever a moment where we we we've never in the history of these podcasts over a year of them, we've never edited one. Right. <laughs> but I think if we could insert at a key moment here at one of those pictures so that we could get the true example <laughs> of what you're talking about, you know, fully picture it. I think that would be a, a great time for some editing. So, you know, okay, you're in charge of editing, that. we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I'll get to work on that. Sure. See <laughs> ya. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, be your, be true to yourself. Be true to your team. Uh, and and so, any last thoughts as you think about the the eight universal leadership qualities uh, from the Republic? Yeah, I, I, I think courage still just comes back again and again to me. Like, the, you know, a lot of this is about being intentional and wanting to do this and, and having the tenacity, the, the, the sort of the force of will to keep going with this thing that you're being intentional about developing about yourself. Um, but, but courage is the other side of that coin to me. You know, it's, it's not going to go well. And, and he, you know, I read this, you know, he, he makes a point of saying, you can't be a bastard about courage. You have to be all in on that virtue for this to work out. And what I didn't read is that he, he goes on to basically say, this is why philosophers have a bad name. You know, in his day and age, they were even getting made fun of, you know, we make fun of them too, you know, for being, you know, pie in the sky, you know, egghead types. But, you know, his concern was, you know, they don't take us seriously because we don't practice what we preach here. And so, you know, he's talking about leaders. That's basically really, really what he meant by philosopher are the, the lovers of wisdom who perceive truth and can, you know, bring, bring harmony to a, to a community. It's not going to happen unless you have the courage to go try this, mess up, keep, keep going, um, you know, have, have the courage to show your heart that you're trying something. Courage is, is uh, to me, the, the other side of the coin of this intentionality, willpower that we're, we're working at. So I think that's it for me. What, anything for you? 
Well, I think uh, that's what makes this list so great is, is I think all our listeners, both of them, will, yep. will gravitate towards a different quality. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, you know, because I looked at the, the, the talent for studies, the learning piece. Yeah. And, and so in this day and age where, where, where everything is changing at just such a rapid pace, yeah. And there's more information, there's more to be learned, even things that we held as, as sacred, you know, five years ago, we are now proven that that's not the best course of action. That's not mm -hmm. the best way to lead. It's not the best way to do business. That's not the, the approach the consumer wants. So, so to me, it was, it was the learning, right? You have to continually evolve. You have to continually learn. And then to your point, right, you have to have the courage to act upon what you've now discovered. Yeah. And so, so the learning without courage. So they're all important, but I think people will prioritize them in different ways, uh, depending on the, the leadership situation they're in and depending upon where they see uh, they need to, to be stronger. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Well, um, on that note, I've enjoyed you indulging me in this nine-part series. Took quite a bit of time, but uh, I, I hope this helped people. I hope it helped people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If just one person reads The Republic, then we have succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> or if anybody takes action in any way, uh, I think we'll, we'll feel good about that. So let us know how you have uh, made use of this. I, I did hear, Mike, by the way, from uh, a uh, possibly a third listener. We, we make jokes about this, folks. Anybody who's looked at our counts, you know, it's it's more than two or three. But um, but somebody else has, has reached out to me about how this hit them at a particularly good time. And guess what it was about? It was about being very good looking. Oh, oh, oh I knew that episode was a winner. I just oh, yeah. knew it. Our so anyway, we hope this helps. Episode, our one year anniversary episode on That's right. <laughs> leaders must be good looking. Yeah, the most ironic yeah. thing for yeah, this podcast. Probably, probably our most controversial as well. So I, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm still waiting to be canceled kind of excited right. about it <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, all right let's see if our announcer is uh, excited about us as usual and that's a wrap the musings of mark and mike no rights reserved etc feel free to share and discuss what you heard today even claim the ideas as your own <laughs> who'd want to do that see you next time on it doesn't take a genius thanks